back to the Sports Burrito. <laughs> Thanks a lot for tuning in again. We're back again with a regular episode this week ahead of a pretty special guest next week. Um, so tune into that and listen to the rest of this one first, obviously. Tune back in. Uh, enjoy the episode and sorry for any offence caused. One final roll of the dice. Can they hit the jackpot? Gomez, Jordi Alba, Lionel Messi! Lionel Messi does it again, he's superhuman! Oh, Lionel Messi has just exploded La Liga into life! Right lads, so let's get straight into it. I've got starting point, what happens to Lionel Messi? What's going on? What's happening? Who knows? An end of an era. That's probably the biggest news we've had in sport for, I don't know... Even it's like compared to Ronaldo moving to Juve, I feel like it's been so much more hype around this because I feel like Ronaldo to Juve is more expected, whereas this was just out of the blue. Apparently, uh, Messi. Messi had more Google searches than COVID in the last four months. So I did see that. That's pretty insane. That, that is, is mental. Uh, but yes, yeah, so do you reckon he ends up at City, or do you reckon Barca? Well, apparently, well, the La Liga boss Javier Tebas, the guy that runs La Liga, has basically said that. He's come down on like Barcelona's side of their contract law and said that if anyone wants to buy him, they're going to have to pay the 642 mil release clause, or whatever it is. Whereas Messi was trying to claim that in his contract, there was a, an agreement that said if he only had one year left in his deal, he was allowed to leave for free that summer. Which also would have been the most bonkers thing to put in a Messi contract. <clears> but then also, if Messi, wants that in his, if Messi wants that in his contract, and he's not going to sign it unless he, he put it in. He might be eyeing it up. Yeah, he's probably been he eyeing it up for a while. Up. He's probably realised, he's probably looked around his squad and been like, we're... Shitted here. Shit. <laughs> and he'd be pretty <laughs> desperate to win another Champions League before he retires. So he really, I think he needs one. Can though. he be the man that delivers it? Can he deliver it to the the city of Manchester? It would, it would be huge. It would be huge if they managed it. If he managed to pull it off, came through with the goods, got <laughs> City. I that it would, it would be cool me. if he goes to City. I mean, I'd love to have him in the Prem, and I don't yeah, want him to City because they're it. they're a horrible bunch of whatever. But, ooh, what say there? Well, I just foul language. I, well, no, not foul language. I've just got a problem with <laughs> with uh, with the owners. But okay. Ooh, but what? if he ends up at City and plays Premier League, and I get to watch thirty eight weeks of him being really incredibly good at football, yeah. so, uh, it's worth it. It's honestly worth it. It is true. Um, I think you're saying fan- Sergio Aguero being his ear. Will he be having a little word? Be like, get on over. As well as get Pep. over here. Come on. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Just imagine how many fantasy teams. Do you think there'll be a single fantasy team that doesn't have Messi in for game week one? If he but he's literally league? going to be like 13 million. You, you just can't afford it. If he, it's you worth, can't. If, he, if he's in the Premier League, he's going on my fantasy team. He's the first player. On, I don't, I'll, have, I'll have no other good players in my team. I'll have him and I still think I'll do all right. Kevin De Bruyne and Messi in the same team? Yeah. Is, that, yeah. is anyone going to stop them? Probably the problem is, is, do they have a centre-back that can play alongside Laporte? Yeah. Apparently Koulibaly. I've seen lots of rumours of Koulibaly. Yeah, I saw today. that. Apparently he's like Meant to have signed already. If they have Koulibaly and Laporte sent back, agreed. I think that's basically. I think that's. I just. I'm, City yeah, City, City back on the and title. What will it be like? Nathan Ake. What do you reckon his chance? Success yeah. at City well, he's a, he's a he's a forty million backup, which is just completely bonkers that they can afford to spend forty mil on a backup centre half. Which I, yeah. I. He's also never he was never, never played in a top player. side though. So is he? Could he be fucking good? He's a decent player. Yeah, but, but that's like Virgil. That's like Virgil at Southampton. Whack him out, put him in a good team. What happens? Thing is, he plays. He's a left-footed. Ten, he's a left-footed centre back, and that's what Laporte already and does. They are rare. That's what Laporte They're already. Rare. But Laporte already does that. So I don't. You don't tend to play two left left-footed centre halves. 
So I don't yeah, but really Ake, know. I think he's a bit of a baller. He's quite good at his distribution. He's just, I just as good as Laporte, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll play that many games, Ake. I think he'll back up and fill in, fill in when they need him to and stuff like that. But I don't think he'll be a, a guaranteed name on the team sheet much. But I mean, it'll be interesting. Who, who to see. Who's starting ahead of him? Well, I think they. I think they're going to sign another centre back. Mm. I, yeah, I think I just signed another centre back. Well, then I guess I, again two left. You're not putting out Otamendi in there. Yeah. He's off. He's big, big Otamendi back in the picture, mate. Don't disrespect Nicolas. him. But he's got a couple. He's, no, Stones are still kicking about. He's been offered Stones up to basically up. every club in the Prem that no one's just yeah, no one wants him. Um, what other transfer news have we got? James Rodriguez apparently on his way to Everton. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. I don't really that's know just, how that's mate, happened. Why, where do Everton get they're these also players signing, from? They always seem to get like good players off Yeah, the they're first. also signing Allen from Napoli, aren't they? So, yeah. the Ancelotti I think Ancel- Paul. Yeah, the Ancelotti Allen's fact is a, bit of a, rat. a big thing. A little bit of a rat. He's a very a ratty nasty guy. CDM. He's a very ratty looking man. to the Prem though, couldn't he? I mean, they desperately need that. I mean, com- the, the quality comparison between Allen and, I don't know, like Tom Davies is pretty severe. Yeah, it's there's, true. There's, there's quite a large sort of chasm. Also, between... when they sold Adrisa Garner Gay, they like yeah, they they... need someone to... 100%. 100%. Replace. Uh, Chelsea, Havertz done, apparently, for whatever, 90-odd no. Oh, stop signing, Mental. people. Stop signing. Getting bored of it now. Another one, I think Chelsea, forced to be reckoned with. It's just going to be the most Chelsea thing... Be out of the, the the league title run for a few years, and then they'll win it this year. Yeah. Unexpected. I think they're going to rack. Up. I think they'll be a, a comfortable third this season. I think Chelsea, they're going to be quite a lot, quite well, a lot better than everyone yeah. else. ZX really cool. He is really cool. Yeah. yeah, but I think they're going to be the third best team. I don't. I think United are going to struggle. United are going to struggle. Big and, time. Well, to be fair, the, the the Van der Beek signing is interesting, but it's also another one where I'm a bit like, I don't know. Where, is he going in the Matic role? Is he going in the Matic role? Because he seems a bit more of like a, a Bruno type player than he does a Matic type player. Yeah. And obviously you're picking Bruno and every not, weekend. And you're, anyway. not, and you're not putting Pogba back into CDM because he fucking hates it there. Exactly. It will just have to be some form of rotation or... Yeah, I think it's going to be a... Ro- I mean, it's good to have all the options, but you do have now a shitload of midfielders for one of the We just have players. to sign a winger. We actually have to yep. sign a winger. Dan James. Yeah, Otherwise, Sancho's fired back up again. There's rumours of that like going. Well, he's still at he's still at five to six. I've had a look at the odds today on Skybet, and he's five to six to sign for United. Still, he's also five to six to stay at Dortmund. Um, and yeah, Messi Messi is ten to eleven to go to go to City, and eleven to ten to stay at Barca as well. So, not much value there. And that's uh, that's Matt's top tips for this. <laughs> yeah, Matt, that's Matt's top, well, not top tips. <laughs> Matt's Matt's bottom tips. I'd go with. <laughs> um, so, well, the actual football happened. There was Community Shield stuff. Arsenal. Uh, the, I've not got much the actual game was fine Arsenal had a week of training we played one pre-season game we've been back for a week and I think Liverpool have barely been back much longer so the actual game was I'm, I'm not that interested in lovely yeah. to win a title trophy but the penalties is where I wanna, what I want to talk about Reese Nelson and Ainsley Maitland-Niles took two of the coolest penalties that you'll ever see Ainsley Maitland-Niles was ridiculous Reese Nelson strolled the up and doing keep you uppies with the ball Reese Nelson was doing keep you uppies you took the first pen he just strolled up doing a couple of keep you uppies and then just put it bottom left and like, see you later Alistair I'm off David Luiz as well fired it, fired it into the top left net. Maitland-Niles just sort of walks up, just sort of does the weird sort of Pogba trot, but just does it the whole way in, and then just passes the ball into the corner because Allison didn't move. Mental. That was, it was astonishing. Loved it. Bruce, Brewster loved it. literally subbed on two minutes <laughs> yeah. straight into pens. I felt and misses quite, it. I felt quite bad for him though because, like, I'm, it's, I'm, again, massive cliche. He's a footballer. He should put a penalty in the goal, but he literally didn't touch the ball. That was the fir- that was the first yeah. kick of a ball he had all day. And, quite um, bold him nominating himself. Like, go on, I'll have one. I'll yeah. Have well, I mean, I think that's the attitude you've got to take with penalties. I feel like if you're going to shy away from it, that's what I feel like that's where you're already losing the battle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, penalty shootout. Everyone likes a penalty shootout. Good to win one. 
Good to beat Liverpool. I mean, I haven't got really a lot else to say about it. Yeah. Um, Mikel Arteta's army roll on, but I, I don't. I think that might be a, very much a full storm before we. I don't know. Get beat by Leeds on the opening day of the season or something. Is it Leeds we've got? No, that's not us. Um, but anyway, two weeks till the Prem starts. The two week countdown. We'll have some more content on that for you next week. Here's one of the trophies that every club we've been to. You know, Champions League, La Liga, Premier League, everywhere. Now, I'm telling you, Mourinho is past his best. Look what happened at United. Fuck off. The All or Nothing Tottenham documentary. Recommend giving it a watch. Yeah, Completely was... at the moment, the, the Mourinho show to start with, first three eps. I would say that the, anything that doesn't have Mourinho in at the moment, I'm struggling with a bit, mainly because he is just the most charismatic person. Yeah, he but is. For someone that I've, I mean, it's an Arsenal fan that's watched Mourinho manage Spurs, United, and Chelsea, obviously. He's not exactly my favourite person in the world. I've despised him from quite for quite a long time, but he is just great television. He, he is makes brilliant. unbelievable TV. He is brilliant. He's also TV. apparently, I read something that a couple of weeks ago that he's basically never got over. The fact that he didn't quite make it as a player, and you can kind of see it, and like in the training session, he's always chasing about and barking yeah, at people and swearing. I find that quite an amusing sort of like side twist to it. Just the thing, like he apparently, didn't... apparently, it also got to the point with the documentary where he wanted every bit of footage to be covered to the point where didn't he didn't he take a mic into the referee's room? He, he mic'd himself as he went into the ref's office. Yeah, exactly. No, and they were like the Premier League, were like you just can't do that. <laughs> You're just not allowed to do that. And he was just I don't like, know I'm why for it. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, I'd be quite interested to know what they talk about in the uh, in the, in the refs. Watching office. Son, the, Son cry after a red card was yeah, quite funny as well. Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, Harry Kane. I think the another talking point of that is how absolutely awful Harry Kane is at the motivational <laughs> team talks. Chances, yeah. aggression, yeah. goals. Let's go. Goal. Um, but yeah, that's Harry Kane. He's he's not very good at speaking. Big fan of Jose's pre-match. Pre-match. Yeah, Jose, that, well, Jose, I think that's the worst part about it. Jose will give it the big one, and then Harry Kane will stroll up as if he's about to say something really meaningful and come out with some complete shit. I'm also shocked at how calm he is at halftime. He says like composure, yeah, confidence, deal with being two 0 down. I think at some Completely point in the opposite series, to what I thought it'd be like, I thought it'd be fucking meltdown. I think at some point in the series we will see meltdown. I think we will see meltdown at some stage. Yeah, things have been going quite it's, well. It's bound to happen. For that's the thing. They haven't, it hasn't got to. I feel like. It's got to get to. We're point at the turning point. Game. At four's the turning point. I'm quite interested. The, like the Leipzig games, I feel like he's going to be losing his shit in those Leipzig games. Yeah. I feel like Jaffet. You're four year after the Burnley. Come, he's about to come through wins. with some stuff too. Yeah, Jaffet Tangangle will be interesting. I'm pretty sure he's got. He's a only lot on about. Content. He's literally on about. He's about three k a week. He's literally on minimal peanuts. Wages. Um, minimal peanuts. <laughs> yeah, he's on peanuts. He's on minimal peanuts. Oh like yeah. That. That's close and given. Well, Raul just. Big shout given. Coming in a long way. Yes, given eventually. Out. Uh, Cricks McGee. Onto the cricket. Yep. Let's Cricks talk McGee. Owen Morgan smashing 70 odd off. I don't know, 30 odd balls. Um, that was one of the most ridiculous innings I've seen. Tom, I want to talk about Tom Banton's reverse. Whatever I don't know, I don't know what to describe it as, but the Tom Banton, what you, sort yeah, of wrist fl- reverse wrist flick for six that he hit off the spinner in the first to, the first over or second over of the second G yeah. twenty. No, I, I just want to talk about. I'm, I'm, I think it's been retweeted on the Brito Twitter page. That shot is I, I don't understand how he does it. I don't understand where apparently he played a lot of hockey, so I'm thinking there's a lot of reverse stick action in that. Yeah. But I don't really yeah. understand how you can physically get like that was a spinner. 
It was spit. He's just. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah it was a bit of a chase down. Chased down 196 in that second ODI after the first one, which basically rained off after 16 odd overs, where Tom Banton also teed off in that game too. His sweep game is different, different gravy. Some of his highlights for the Brisbane Heat as well. Yeah, it? his his big bash highlights from last season are pretty frightening to watch. Um, and you're actually right, Matt. He was a, a talented hockey player playing centre forward for England under 17s. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So there you go. Doesn't surprise me. So he can really, hand like, eye, yeah, the hand eye is probably pretty incredible. So he can whack it in style. Here it comes. Here it watch out. Comes. It comes. Wow. Golf. What a fucking sure. week it's been. John Ram. That, that John Ram part. John Ram. 66 feet. After, after getting a penalty as well. Yeah. A penalty for picking up his ball without placing a marker behind it. One shot penalty. He came back into the th- at the end of the third round and said that he hopes that that shot doesn't cost him a shot at the title. Came back the next day, played impeccable golf. And it often is the case with him. He has a bit of sevy in him, comes the last day, and they just turn it on. They just turn it on. It's a Spanish thing, man. It's a Spanish thing, man. They just, all of a sudden, they're... It's the matador. The matador comes out of them, exactly. They just start messing around. You're seeing some crazy golf all of a sudden. He chipped in for a par quite early on in his final round. Then obviously... Played stupid golf through the back nine. DJ dropped off a bit, and then DJ sinks himself. Dustin Johnson sinks an absurd part to level it up yeah. on eighteen. Honestly, I just, just and then how they, they, do they, it? they luckily how and then do they do John Rahm in the playoff sixty six feet basically puts completely the wrong direction from the hole and just turns. I quite like that he chased it up the green as well, so he had an angle behind <laughs> it as it rolled in. Um, and they managed to have a few people actually at the final green to create some level of atmosphere for it, which was nice because if that had happened in dead silence, it would have been a bit of a I mean, it's a bit anticlimactic anyway because there were no, there's no usual quantity of fans there. But at least they managed to have, I thought about 15, 20 odd people around the green at least that made it, made a bit of an I atmosphere think, for it. I don't think it'll be long before we see John Rahm lifting some majors. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he's always a pretty, he's, um, he's always a pretty handy bet each certainly. way. So hopefully he should be. Yeah, especially this season though, he's coming into a bit of form, especially on the PGA coming into it. He's world number one. He's, he's around days. world number one nowadays, isn't it? It's him, JT, yeah. and McElroy that are. Yeah, fighting you can't out rule him out. You can't, you can't rule him out. You cannot rule him out at your peril. Cannot lose. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the left. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the rejection. So also this week, we've got some huge basketball fixtures coming in. The two best words in sport, game seven. Um, game for the unanointed of you, that basically the, the entire playoffs is a game of best of seven series. And two of the first round series went to have been to a game seven. One of them was played out last night, uh, Denver versus Utah. Um, if any, I'd, I'd recommend if any of you haven't seen the final sort of fifteen seconds of that game. I think Denver have a two point lead. Utah have the ball with about twenty five seconds to go, and what ensues is just complete carnage. I'll make sure it's up on the Sports Brito Twitter again. So um, it's so check the, that out. The level of the intensity in those games is something else. It's just like literally win or go home. Like if you lose that game, your entire season, everything you've done for the previous however long, eight months, or in the case of this season, nearly a year, basically, given the season starts in October. It's just in vain. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, by the time this goes out tomorrow on Thursday morning, we'll have already had the Houston-Oklahoma game, but that's, again, an enormous fixture going on this evening. So if you it's huge. get a chance to wrap your eyes around any of the playoffs that will be going on in the next couple of weeks, we'll have the, the Western uh, Conference semi-finals happening. Um, 
really exciting stuff. Very I can't wait. exciting stuff. I can't wait. I don't, these other two probably aren't that interested. But I I'll be wait. sure to check it out, Matt. But you, you fucking better, mate. Why, why do they play seven games? It's a bit excessive, isn't well, it? Well, they don't always play seven play games. They play two legs. Sometimes they play four, mate. If someone wins four in a row, they're like, fair enough, you battered us, we'll give up now. It's just, it's you first to four. absolutely pulled our pants But down. I think it's quite, I quite like that. A seven game series because you properly work out the kinks in, each, in the teams and stuff. And that's why game sevens historically tend to be really low scoring. Because by the time you get to that seventh game, you've worked out the other team's like offensive patterns and defense. The defense patterns. and the defense is just locked in, and the nerves just kick in. Strategy. So yeah, the game, the game last night, having I think the rest of the games had all been sort of like 115, 110, that kind of point score. And I think the game last night finished 80, 78. Ooh, wow. um, well, I saw I saw that uh, the, the end to end stuff to finish. It's bonkers. It was crazy. It is bonkers. Um, but like I say, wrap your eyes around that if you get a chance to. Ah. It's time for the Village Viewpoint. This is a new feature of the podcast where we look to discuss our guests, listeners and our own funniest stories from our amateur sporting careers. So please DM us yours on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. Or alternatively, email us at thesportsburrito1 at gmail.com. Yeah, so your amateur level sports stories, and I've got one to kick us off, this kind of thing. Um, Age group level village cricket. I... uh, Always a good place. Managed to, start. to give myself a no, yeah. Managed to give myself a nosebleed two years running at the same cricket ground. Um, <laughs> Wait, so I think so under 14s and under 15s. Uh, I was playing for Cranley, the local village, against Blackheath. It was a, an away fixture at Blackheath. Um, tough in place one to of go. my overs. yeah, tough place to play. Um, Horrible place to play. Off my own bowling, bowled pretty dog half tracker. Um, high catch goes up early call mine um, as I'm about to catch it this may or may not be true a spike one of my spikes clips the floor I kind of half tumble over a hand goes down to keep me up wham ball in the nose nosebleed <laughs> he has to go off mid over drops the catch blood all over his cricket whites mum's not happy um Next year, return fixture. I think I was playing for a year above here. They were short on players or something. Anyway, proper wet day. On and off with rain. Um, So we had towels in the field. I'm fielding at mid-off. I think I only knew two of the lads I was playing with. Um, And they're throwing the ball round back to the bowler. I've got the towel. Put the towel up in front of my face. Ball literally slides off the towel. (laughs) Nosebleed for Chitty. Back to the changing rooms. White's ruined once again. Two years on the bounce. Same people. <laughs> How with the towel? I'm, I've got many questions here. The towel. What were you just trying to hold up the towel and stop the ball with that? Were you trying to catch it with the towel in your hand or what was? I, I think I, don't understand I think it doing. was. I think it was towel in hand, like almost trying to use it like a webbing, like in a wicketkeeper glove, and it just went straight <laughs> through the gap in my hand. Smacked me on the nose. I'm quite impressed by that. Snores. And then the high catch, how high are we talking? Is it like a real, is it a real? Well, high enough to give me a nosebleed, Matt. Yeah, but a cricket ball's Did you have panda eyes? Yeah, did you get the the black eyes? Was it just a nose job? No, it was just a nosebleed. I've always had a weak nose, weirdly. (laughs) (laughs) Always been one for a nosebleed. One of my many faults. (laughs) But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ridiculously high, but it was a pretty high catch. That's good. Those are good. Those are some good, that's a good exhibition of some. Villageness, pretty fucking village. I think I think probably my most village experience on a sports field came in my first ever rugby game at school. Thirteen years old, didn't really like rugby anyway. 
<laughs> just chucked in the mix. Was playing, was playing or whatever. Within about fifty, we travelled two hours to Brighton to play the fixture. Within about ten minutes of the game kicking off, I'd been severely concussed. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to tackle someone, knee to the wrong side of the head. Matt's out cold. Sort of finally they get me up, roll me off, sitting on the sideline, having quite a traumatic time, as you can imagine. And all of a sudden, yeah. you just hear a shout of heads. The ball's just got caught in the wind as someone's gone to kick it, and it's just absolutely whacked me on my already injured head as I'm sat on the touchline. I, I, I look up just praying for some sympathy or something. Like I barely even remember, unsurprisingly, I barely remember the moment. I've just been absolutely conked in the head twice, and uh, I, I've looked up and I've just seen Rook giggling at me from fullback, going, <laughs> "Honestly, my favourite. That was my first ever sports memory, really, at school. That one." You just getting clocked on the head by the fly half kick. <laughs> oh, the worst part was this was like the par- paramedic had like your hands in her hands, like look at the you okay, do like a are test, you okay, and then you just been absolutely clocked <laughs> again the second time. Uh, that paramedic had a tough Incredible. day. It was a tough day. For I don't him. think there was Incredible. a lot of uh, sympathy from parents. Either. That was literally our first fixture, like four weeks into our school careers. That's everyone's first yeah. introduction. Parents laughing at you, players laughing at you. <laughs> It was, so it was also good. it was the way the kick was literally so the, it was the windiest day that's my only real memory of it is it being really the kick should never have got anywhere near my head and it just got properly held up and thrown down at me by this like vicious <laughs> gust that's my only it might real... have been you Dan to be fair you and your long boot it obviously might have been I genuinely can't remember Could've which been. probably says more about the head injury than anything else <laughs> <laughs> that's so good I think mine's mine's probably come a bit after school actually um, <laughs> which was all three of us, as well as a couple of other mates, signed up to a Monday night Guildford six-a-side league um, where we joined sort of a power league, I think it was called. Um, we rocked up on the first Monday, not really knowing what to expect. We rocked up in the car park where there were, we were met by, you know, we thought there'd be quite a few young people playing. What we were met with was a bunch of men, uh, yeah. which we were obviously quite, quite intimidated of to start off with. Um Rocked up, played our first game, all was going quite well. We were winning 4-2 going into the final game, our final embers of the game. And one of our friends decided to slide tackle someone from behind, which caused a bit of a stir. There was all a bit of a fight, a bit of a scuffle. <laughs> Chitty was getting some words dragged exchanged. Along. Chitty was getting dragged along the floor by was dragging holding on to some guy's ankles, getting dragged along the pitch because <laughs> he was trying to stop the fight. <laughs> fight all sort of broke up a bit. The referee just said, look, final five minutes, let's crack on. So we were sort of starting to hang on now. Like both players were sent off the pitch. You know, we were really hanging on. And this guy was running down the wing, only to be described as probably maybe a 50, 45 maybe. Yeah, quite, yeah. quite an old chap. Um <laughs> He, he went straight past me, so I didn't really know what to do. So I decided to sort of rugby tackle him, but like no arms him onto his ankles. <laughs> he trips over, loses his shit. Um, I sort Honestly. of straight away saw saw he was really angry. So I started the old, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, literally had steam and, coming out as it is. <laughs> mate, to, to which I was still on the floor. I then rolled onto my back. He jumped on top. I just grabbed my neck and put it straight in the ground. <laughs> and all I heard through his teeth was, don't you fucking do that. And then I, at that point, I looked right. And all I could see was his wife and his two daughters held in each hand, just looking on. Um, he called he called me a uh, see you next Tuesday as well, which was <laughs> out of order. 
I think both. Um, I think both which... players in that game that started the fight had their wife and kids watching on the touchline, which was what made it so spectacular. They scrap us in the car park. Yeah, they were. They, were, they, yeah. Did, offer, they did say they were going to meet us in the car park at one point. I... And they were waiting for us. I don't really know what, how that happened. It was literally that the first scrap happened because they kept running through on goal and we kept tugging their shirts. So we kept missing. Yeah, and he wasn't very happy about that. And then yeah, I, that was just they were the, they were an angry bunch of men. Is what I described. Yeah. I was just I all I remember is I was just stood with the keeper, just like fuck getting involved in that fight. <laughs> I was just stood there with Hemming, just watching it. I was like, absolutely not. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, if you've got any stories of that kind of caliber, um, we'd love to ha- hear them on the pod. Get them read out on the pod. Just basically, what's the most unfortunate thing that's happened to you on a sporting fixture, or what's the most unfortunate thing you've seen at a sporting fixture? It doesn't necessarily have to have happened to you. We just want some. We just want some some carnage. We're all ears open for some carnage. So uh, yeah, it is, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. And we're back with another Who Are Ya? Um, I'm now taking over the, the hosting of the Who Are Ya? Because I lost to Rook Brent, last season. Lost. So I'm really uh, not, not happy about that one. So uh, Matt, Matt versus Rook. Which is quite exciting. Yeah, Matt wouldn't stop complaining that he had to write them all as well. So anyway, here we go. Um, my first person... The person is... In fact, no, my clue is... He played for 13 football clubs in his career. Nicholson Elka. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! Did you watch the documentary? Does, does yeah. that like I watched the first half of it and I've turned it off. 13. Come on, surprise, surprise. Didn't he, right didn't then, even well, have a one chance. nil to Rook. Didn't even have a chance. One nil to Rook. Let's do didn't another one. Didn't even have a chance. Right, so that was, that was a pretty short-lived uh, first effort. But I'm back again with another baby. Um, so the clue is, this guy completed a law degree whilst also being a professional rugby player. Um, and I'll give you another clue. He retired in 2011. Okie dokie then. Matt, first question after Rook. Just uh... Is he English? Yes, he's English. Did he play more than 30 caps for England? Uh, yes, he did. I'm having a think now. I'm, I'm already thinking. Um, did he? Was he a forward? Nope. Okay. Josh Lucy. Yeah. Nice Rick. It was Josh Lucy. There we go. Class. Two out of two. How have you Thank just you. done that? I just thought because thirty <laughs> two, caps is like not that many, I and mean, then that is that's two out of two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we win, baby. <laughs> 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 Who's a brains now? Yeah. Who's a brains now? Um. Biggest comeback of all time. You're not getting a single another one of these for the rest of the right, season. Right here we go. Josh Lucy played for England between 1998 2008. He had 55 caps, scored 110 points in that time. Also represented the British and Irish Lions three times uh, on the 2005 tour. There you go. Completed a law degree whilst on the same year that he played for the British and Irish Lions. And he oh, 
Since retiring, he's joined PwC as a management consultant. Well, there you go. It's a good job. (laughs) (laughs) It is a good job. Right. Um, 2 0 me then. I am indefeatable. Indefeatable. <laughs> 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 Makes it worse that I'm Why losing to someone who said that. Mario once said. Right, that's your lot for this week. Um, that's your lot. I hope, that, I hope you had a good time listening. We, we've had a good time recording it, so there's yeah, I had a brilliant time. You. I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, next week we've got some really exciting stuff for you, so keep your eyes out for some, some hints that we're going to drop on our social media over the next couple of days. Eyes um, and ears. Eyes, ears. Nose and mouth, if you're interested, but that's a bit weird. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. Get with that. all those mouth? senses well, tingling. How's, how's mouth gonna work? I reckon you should get a look at our Instagram feed. We've got a lot of interesting stuff coming up on there. There's some new stuff going up on the website in the next couple of days to keep your eyes peeled for. Our Twitter's popping off. Our Twitter's um, popping off. So yeah, like and like subscribe said, to stories, our iTunes. The village stories. Make sure you get them in <laughs> any any way you can get them to us. And more importantly, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review because that goes down very well with the, the podcast gods. Good reviews, um, please. Thank you very much. And keep cleaning those burritos. And keep cleaning those burritos, is what Luke's just said. So do that. <laughs> so keep doing that. <laughs> keep See them polished. Bye. Bye.